1: Hello, oh, dear listener and viewer and people doing neither. And welcome to a bird camp Wonderland. Yeah, I remember the days when there'd be an international break, or we wouldn't be playing at the weekend. And the old ABW lot that are now currently busking on a high street somewhere trying to trying to make a living, they would go, Oh, let's not do anything this weekend. No, not the new ones. They're all happy. They said, let's do something. Let's get some 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 product out there. That sounds like a little bit like um like we're selling crack to kids. That's not what we're doing. Um but We have got uh, maybe one on Friday, a special show on Friday, a very short one with someone who's coming over to this country to see Well, he's going to be here and he's going to come and see me, so he might do a preview show for half an hour on Friday evening before I take him out to dinner at the White Heart in God, Manchester, if anybody fancies turning up. Right, with me tonight, we have got uh, Femi. How are you doing, Femi? You're looking looking full of food and and satisfied.
0: Uh, Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Ready to pod. Can we say talk really? I haven't spoken about football for two weeks, so I'm ready to talk
1: about football. Excellent. You've been penting up all your football aggression. Uh, next up, we've got Mr. Mr. LL Cole James. Uh, how are you doing, the Arsenal Wookiee? That is so far not sticking, and I bet you hope it doesn't stick.
2: <laughs> I don't mind. I've been called much worse, so I, I'm not bothered, man. It's all good. It's all good. A pleasure to be here. It's very rare that I get asked on, Danny, with people that I've never done a podcast with before, so this is fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, that is what I intend to do, get um, new people on the pod that haven't been on for a while or haven't been on for a while. Uh, Michael from You Are My Arsenal is going to be coming up in in a few weeks. And um, Mike McDonald is another one I spoke to, and he's now got his internet sorted, and he said he's going to come on. But talking of new people that have never been on before, it is Lottie from the Vicacres Acres. Hmm, i'm not sure wonderland podcast now they didn't stick steal our name what they did vic hackers acres was the man who used to be manager of the arsenal ladies and he was the man in charge when the arsenal ladies are the only team in probably english or world football to do the quadruple they won the uh the champions league they won the premier league they won the fa cup they won the league cup and did they win the uh charity shield at the same time i'm going to say they did even though if i don't know if they did or not uh Lottie, how are you doing
3: I'm good. Thank you for having me on, Danny. Um, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Um, yeah, we did actually win. Did did do the quadruple, and we didn't do a single single game that season. We won every single game all through all four competitions.
1: Yep. So the rest of them just no give else up trying that. to catch up, and it's, they're never going to be able to do it. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Anyway, it's nice to have you on. Um, right, the first thing I want to talk about. We'll start with you, uh, Femi. Um, how do you feel about the football at the moment? Because we are in its almost like a, a fake interlull where nothing's happening while stuff is happening in a transfer window with no transfers. I mean, it's a doozy of a pickle, to say the least, isn't it?
0: Uh, look, if I went off mute, that would be a good start for the day, mm. wouldn't it? Uh, you know what? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because we this is only the second of these mini winter breaks that we've had because... The first one we had a couple of years ago, and then last year, we couldn't have one because of the World Cup, which everyone's forgotten about already. But yeah, we were just coming off a World Cup, so we didn't have this mini winter break. So it it was a bit strange seeing sort of five games last weekend, and then this weekend is only five games, and Arsenal are, I'm guessing, the first game up this weekend as well. So by Saturday, we'll be done and dusted with our Arsenal. And that's our first game in two weeks. And we don't have another game for about another 10 days after that as well. So it's it's a bit of a very weird period um, to be supporting Arsenal, especially now that we're out of the FA Cup. We basically only got one more game in January after, well, two more games. And that's it. We're done for January.
1: Is that worrying? Is that going to ruin i know it gives us time to get players back from injury and to bang people's heads together and remind them how to actually play football how to defend and how to possibly score goals do you think that's enough time because we've seen the pictures of them all out in dubai my dad was in dubai he didn't say he met any of them um and uh is it are they going to come back fixed because god knows it's a mess imagine if we lose against palace four losses in a row arteta's never lost four in a row
0: no, no, no. I, I think the break, everyone needed the break. I think we just, players need, I don't think any players are coming back from the pictures that we've seen. Um, so this, I don't think party's back. Um, I don't think, well, Timber's definitely not back. And we seem to have lost, or, or Zinchenko's gone missing as well, if you notice. He hasn't been in any of the training pictures, and he was injured before <laughs> before the break, so he's He's back on his little calf strain injury, which is a bit another worry. So it looks like not much will change by Saturday in terms of team wise, I don't think. I think we'll we'll pretty much get the same team that we had when we were playing last time out. So yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's a really, really quiet period.
1: So are you hopeful that when they come back things are gonna be back to the way they were?
0: I think I think it's just confidence. Once one once if someone gets an early goal. I think we'll be all right on Saturday if it goes longer and longer obviously with missing chances again obviously it doesn't matter how much warm weather training you've been doing it's all psychological isn't it if you go into the game by half time you've had the same amount of chances as you had against Liverpool and you've missed all of them again you know, or it, it could flip the other way where you score one early and you by half-time you're 4-0 up, which is not, not not an Arteta Arsenal side likely. But it's one of those things, isn't it, where once they get that first goal, I think that the, the floodgates could open, you know, just to give them that relief, that confidence. And, and I think we'll be all right if we get that early goal
1: hopefully james how do you feel about it all are you in a slightly more downcast mood like i am where i've almost forgotten what football is and i'm just uh living my life playing football manager i'm about to do my sixth consecutive invincibles
2: wow nice good man good it's man not
1: real life though let just keep ma- telling
2: me doesn't matter keep getting it on you know get it on your cv look at that will Steel guy <laughs> he, he done quite well just by being someone who did football manager quite well so yeah get it on the cv mate um for me, I, I agree with Femi in a way. I I I wanted the break. I, after that month, we had such a bad month that I was like, you know what, I don't want to watch any football if I can help it for as long yep. as possible to we're back. So take some time away. Um it just it, cause it got into a meltdown. I mean today, uh I work in quite a high rise building, Danny, and I saw people saying that this is the right time to sack Carteta and to get Jose. And I nearly threw this out the out the window of the high rise building because um, it, it just it it just releases nutters. I mean, yes, have I got reservations about our manager and opinions about our manager? Yes, but I'm not at the point of less sacking. I, I think the fact that we're even in a conversation still is because of this manager. So. I think it's absolutely ludicrous some of the takes that are going on there at the moment. But yeah, we definitely, we definitely, definitely need significant improvement, Danny, up front. Um, I don't think anyone doesn't believe that. And I think as well, if you're looking objectively at the window, nobody's moving up at the moment. Nobody's moving. Nobody's doing anything. And part of me thought, is that because they're waiting for this outcome of what happened this week to Everton and Nottingham Forest, because they were analysing every club, so maybe every club thought, "Well, hang on a sec, we could be dragged into this." So mm. now that they know that they, the rest of the clubs know that they're clear per se, it's just a case of well, who's going to be the one to lump and who's going to be the one to move. But for me, I think there's at least maybe four or five players that we've got at this squad. The, the manager doesn't trust yet they're still around and there's no significant links for any of those going apart from one, which is obviously Cedric to Bashiktas. And that worries me as well because part of me thinks, okay, if you're not going to, if we're not m- moving for anybody in, at least get these ones out, you know, because we, we, you're paying a significant wage to these people who let's face it. Now that we're only in the champions league and the premier league, how many games are they realistically going to play? Probably none. So, so why well, why are we keeping them around? It, it just it just seems like a waste of time and money for me.
1: Yeah, this is uh, we need to use this transfer window to get players out that may not have gone may not have gone or didn't go last summer, might not go the next summer. Players that are going to come in and do a job like Elneny, like Cedric, or players' teams are going to go, Well, we need someone who can do left back, right back. We need someone who can cover in midfield. Whereas in the January chance, tran- I mean in the, the summer transfer window, they can just go, well, these are our plans. This is what we're getting. So someone who emergency needs a couple of players, that's the ones that they might go for, hopefully. So there was talk of Elneny also going out to, um, I mean, he's been on loan there a few years ago and I think he likes it there. But he's busy playing central midfield at the moment with Egypt in the uh, the Cup, and Cup of Nations and they, I think they got a last-minute draw. With a with a with a dodgy penalty, Lottie, how do you feel about the whole situation at the moment? Are you um are you frustrated with it all? Do you think that someone needs to give somebody a poke or get something going? Because like like James was saying, it is a domino effect. But I was listening to um uh, AC Jimbo and that lot, and they were saying they think it's going to be a January transfer. They're full of loans because no one can afford to to buy any more players.
3: Yeah, because everybody everybody's being watched. That it's it's like walking on eggshells. They don't know what to do. It's going to be loan after loan after loan, especially when you look at clubs like Chelsea. I think it's going to be a few from ours, and then the lower clubs are probably going to loan out to the Championship. But it's, it's. I think once the outcome from Forest and Everton have come through, that's when people are going to make their decisions on what they're going to do. Before and then it's going to be a last minute rush at the end of the window to get everything done, because it's a case of we don't want to get caught up in what Forest and Everton. Have, um, but it's it's going to be it's. I think more than anything for me, as much as it seems like a good idea, it's the fans that are going to suffer. Your uh, your working class and lower are the ones who are going to suffer and not be able to go to games anymore. And the poor man's game is going to be made for the rich man.
1: Well, that's the way it's headed. That's that's the way. They, I mean, if they could, they'd have nothing but executive boxes and prawn sandwiches all the way. Which is why when I'm in charge of the Arsenal, when I buy the club. The executive boxes are going. They're all going to go, and all the food is going to be um, from Audi, and everyone can afford a hot dog. Uh, I've not put much thought into that, so someone needs to save me. So um, are, are you hopeful, Lottie, that we're going to bring somebody in, or do you think it's just going to be a matter like Jones saying, possibly getting a few out because – we're, we're not going to be with Vlahovic, are we? Or, or um, no. I think said Luka Tony, that's not right. Is, I it? think
3: maybe yo. a loan, loan deal is on the table, maybe may, may on the table for the, the rumour that's been around for about 10 years and that is Benzema. I, I can probably see that happening but I would have taken him three years ago when he was having a good run but not now. That's the only thing. That rumour, it's like, you see it come up as soon as the window opens and it's just like, great. But I think at this point, that is our best option for me, personally. But whether it happens or not, it's very, very unlikely.
1: Femi, you, uh, you you looked a little bit disgruntled there when Lottie said uh, Benzema <laughs> on loan. Do you not want the pension at, at the Arsenal?
0: No, it's not even that. It's why would he give up? I mean, we, well, Jordan Henderson just did, but why would he give up 700 grand a week to come and play in a cold Arsenal? I get he's not happy there or whatever, but... If I was him, i would just sit on my contract. I mean, he's like 36 years old. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's not playing for his national team. It's not like Jordan Anderson who actually is trying to play in the Euros. So he didn't mind ripping off his contract. <laughs> but, um, Benzema's can just. I mean, he's probably signed like a three-year deal on 700k a week. Would you? I would never walk away from that at that age. <laughs> you know, he's 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 done. He's done with. With with Europe, to be honest, I reckon.
1: I thought it was on like about two million a week. Or two
0: point <laughs> six million or something. Is he? Oh I don't no, know.
1: yeah. Him, Ronaldo and a couple one other, Neymar, they're all on multi millions per week, according to I mean, I was keeping track of it when all the uh newspapers were doing the details of all of all the mm. contracts and things. But yeah, he's not he's not on seven hundred grand a week. I don't think he'd move for that. I mean, he must have been on what, four hundred thousand a week at Madrid. Would you have him at the club, James? Benzema, yeah,
2: no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
2: Why? I, I've never, I've never really, never really liked him. Not, for, not for me.
1: Is it because he's got that 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 um uh that northern bloke who does the 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 TV show, with the gingery bloke who's got the bandage on his hand? is is that putting you off?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I just um I've never, for me, I I think Benzema's thrived in teams that have tremendously high output. And I think that for us at the moment, he doesn't, he doesn't suit us really. And yeah, there's like Mr. Waffles has said, there's, there's, there's parts there of his life that uh, I don't agree with. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like someone at Arsenal that's got that sort of mark against his name. That but you
3: could
2: Matt, say the same him. about Ivan Tony. It's, t- it's two different things two completely different things go on well are we allowed to mention it on a podcast uh i mean he didn't I, I, mean, did, that... I mean he didn't get charged for it
1: no but, i know what you're on about now but we
2: but we all know what he did <laughs> yeah and I, I, as a lot you you might know something i don't know as far as i know i've i've not heard of ivan tony ever having anything like that marked against him
3: well, it's it's not that, but it's a case of him being charged and why he's been banned. Personally, I don't want to play like that in my club because you don't know if he's going to do it again and get caught. It's it that, a very it, stupid. He's thing got to that do, same sort it? of cocky attitude as Abamyang, and I never, I was one of the very few that never wanted the in the first place I knew of his reputation, I knew of his attitude, and what he did in his previous club, he did to what did to us, and I just, I really don't want him. I People can't will call see. me crazy.
1: I can't see him coming to Arsenal because no, he is I, just like Aubameyang. I don't he's, think he's he's an is, player.
2: plan. I, I, I think Arteta would look at him and go, "What he offers me in the short term, can I put up with?" Like what you've said, there, his personality. Mm. I don't think he can.
3: It won't balance out the changing room. The changing room at the moment is balanced. As soon as you yeah, remove Aubameyang and it out of that situation,
0: the only the thing is,
3: attitude.
0: are you not thinking that he does want? Maybe at some point Arsenal are gonna have to get a few different attitudes to just mix things up a little bit, because yeah. I mean it's all good having all these. You know, we we love all our players, but I don't know, man. Like I, I look at Liverpool, I look at Darwin, missing. I look at a Darwin Nunez. He's an absolute prick. You know, he's a prick. <laughs> you, you you probably wouldn't want him in your team think about this i was listening i don't even know what is. he doesn't score a lot of goals does he but he causes enough drama and enough mayhem that you would take him in your team wouldn't you and i think mm-hmm. we we put so much currency on goals in our team because we we just don't get enough goals that's the only thing but i don't know and i, I, I i've not watched i haven't told you enough i've only watched him not really. I'm not really a Brentford watcher. Personally, I've seen him play against us, for sure. And I saw him absolutely dominate both of our centre-backs
1: bullied in that everyone.
0: last game. Absolutely. And, and that was Saliba as well. He bullied Saliba and Gabriel alone, single-handedly in that game. And I've seen him do it against Man City as well. When uh, Brentford went to Man City and they won, I mm-hmm. think it was 2-1. And he could have had a hat-trick that day. It, it was just immense. So... I mean, I don't know much about him, but, you know, he does seem like something different than what we've got. Is
1: that enough, though? Is it going to be if he comes to the Arsenal, is Arteta going to try and change him to be one of the uh, one of the young men at the club is going to behave himself? Because if you took the if you told Ian Wright in his prime, behave yourself, don't do what you do, it would have changed the kind of footballer that he is. And Ivan Tony is that kind of footballer where he is going to be a little bit cheeky, much like Aaron Ramsdale. Arteta doesn't like it with Ramsdale because you have that little bit of personal individuality, a little bit cheeky, a little bit of a naughty boy. And uh, you can imagine Luca, T- not fucking Luca Tony, Ivan Tony. Gee, can someone change his name? Otherwise I'm going to say Luca Tony all bloody night. I'm obsessed. So um, uh, Ivan's going to come in and you can imagine him coming in just wearing a pair of uh, leopard print um Leopard print underpants and got his crocs on, storming around the the Emirates like he's the new king of the Emirates. But then if he played, he'd be on that pitch. He'd be doing the same thing there, bullying people, getting penalties, scoring goals, bossing the game, which we don't have at the moment, do we, James? And that's what we need. We need someone, but I don't think Arteta's going to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he does seem to, obviously, being a disciple of Pep, he does seem to follow and take Pep's lead on a lot of things. And if you really pre it, Guardiola's never had a big personality type of player. If you remember first one of the first things he did when he got into Barcelona was like right Ronaldinho, Ibrahimovic, both of them you got go. You know, he, did, he didn't let, he didn't like having them around Etto he's got to go. Um and he's got one now in Haaland and the output is completely we've seen it, you know, he, what 52 goals was it last season and what have you? I don't know. If I don't think I Tony's going to score 52 goals for Arsenal. However, I do believe I do believe if he comes in, he will score a ton of goals. He will score a lot of goals for Arsenal, way more than what our forward line has produced currently. But again, I just feel in the long term, especially if Arteta is going to stay as the manager long term, I just don't see him as a person. That, I think there's a reason why we go young or we go for players that, he's either had as either youngsters at city or they play for city themselves or they're players that, you know, like, um, like Trossard Stuyvenberg had him when he was in Belgium. So, so there's always, there's always the some, coach. No, Stuyvenberg's the guy with the, uh, Air, Airports, oh, airport, Albert. Yeah, airport Albert. Airport. Ah, yeah.
1: got it. Yes. So there's,
2: you know, again, like you said, the goalkeeping coach There's the link there with Rea, you know, mm. he, he recommend, he recommended, uh, I've forgotten his name, Renarson. Runner of the
1: guy
2: Yeah. And there's always a link there for someone. It's all very much on trust. And as much as I think they can trust Ivan Tony to score goals, I just think like you said, there's, there's glimpses of his personality that I don't think would gel with Mikhail Arteta. I mean, he'd done a he done an interview today and I appreciate the fact that he actually is honest and goes, yeah, you know, I I do want to leave this club because I envision myself winning titles and playing in the champions league. However, I think after they've backed you for eight months where, you, you know, you've not been allowed to play because of stupid decisions of your own, which again, you know, he didn't really ever admit to it. It was sort of like, yeah, I've done it and I got caught type thing. He never really gave any kind of remorse for what he's done, even though it's only gambling. And yeah, he's clearly got a problem. Hopefully he gets that sorted. But I think the right thing he could have done was look, I'm happy because on Saturday, I'm back for playing for Brentford. I want to thank the manager. I want to thank the fans. But at the end of the season, let's have a discussion. But the fact that he's now, and I know the transfer window's open, he's trying to get a move. I don't think any big team's going to buy him unless Chelsea, who, for whatever reason, and you know, we all know here it's true, they're looking at selling Broja to someone, Broya, Broha, whatever his name is, to someone million, in the league. Well, this is it. They'll get more money for him when he's barely scored or barely played, then we'll get if we sell him <laughs> Kettier,
1: which is yeah, ridiculous. Premier League hat-trick, one cap for England and will be lucky to get five million for him. Yeah, exactly. Over five years.
2: And and yet Chelsea somehow <laughs> seem to get all this. They, they like, seem to get all this money
0: for all these players <laughs> all the time. It's ridiculous. Do you remember... I- People are absolutely out or people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have said what you said today and all of that. (laughs) I don't know if you guys, do you remember when Ivan Tony was pictured on holiday and he said and he was saying F Brentford? Does anyone actually remember that? Yeah, because <laughs> I think I do. people have forgotten about that as well. I
3: do. I think that that's still doing rounds on TikTok. To be fair,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. What so, was he, what was the situation? What was it? He was on he... holiday, and I think a fan was filming him, and I can't remember why. He said, oh f f," he said, "I oh, just f Brentford." And I'm then he
3: didn't he come out and say it was a dare or something?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs>
3: just the cover his backside.
0: Clearly doesn't want to play for Brentford at some point. He'll yeah. be he'll be gone this summer. I think. I think there's no like you're saying. No one has the the funds to back up their talk this month. It, everyone is counting their pennies and seeing what happens with all this um, FFP stuff. So I think this is this is a quiet January. I can't see. I think a lot of loan stuff will be happening near the end of the month, but it's it's uh, it's it's all like any it, it, see the worst thing is and the best thing maybe i don't know is you haven't even seen all the usual itk people coming out and doing their rubbish this month because that's they're no too
1: point. busy going do you prefer the color red or do you prefer the color blue <laughs> uh, comment below to get their bloody interactions yeah. up the they're too
3: busy talking nonsense about the women's game when they know nothing oh, that's okay. what they're doing i mean that ticker tacker corner for example oh he drives me nuts he doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of them don't we see it all the time it's, it's very annoying Lot who, who do you think we can like are you like me where you think we're going to get absolutely no one because partly because Arteta's stubborn mostly because he's not going to get someone in if he's going to have Jesus and are there and he's probably going to go man he's going to be good in five years when he eventually gets a game so what do you think is going to happen with the, the transfer window do you, and, and do you think
2: uh, are you talking about not signing anyone at all or in terms of just an attacking player Sorry, no Danny. one Nothing. Oh no, no, we'll definitely sign somebody, but I don't think oh. it'll be—I don't think it'll be an attack.
3: No, it won't. It need, we need—we need someone to cover cover that Zinchenko role where he can't really defend. We need a fallback. Um, I can we see that really possibly well possibly happen, maybe alone. Um, but I don't think we're going to be buying any a, a attacking players as much as the fan base is screaming for it.
1: But you have you have um, um uh, Ivan Tony. Or Luca Tony? Would you have either of those two at the club?
2: <laughs> I used to like... Luca Tony was brilliant on Pro Evo, but I don't know what he's got. He's got to be late 40s now, surely. maybe doesn't matter. Maybe he's he better than 50s. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it could be. So
1: who would you go for to fix this problem, Lottie?
3: I have no idea. I wouldn't know where to start. we will be honest with you. With transfer windows, I switch off. I just wait for it to blow over and then I come back to social media. <laughs> I just can't cope with it. Um, I I wouldn't not have any idea who's on the market at the moment, if I'm honest with you. Not we need up, to do it?
1: something, don't we? We can't rely on on Eddie. He's like I said. Um, Eddie is this season. I think he's played nineteen games and scored in three of them. And Jace's has played fifteen games and scored in three of them. So between mm. the two of them, they've played best part of forty games and they've scored in six games between them. That can't carry on, can it? Because with the oh, new man. style of football that is Arteta's playing, changing. I don't know why you changed last season's football, but the new type of football we're playing means. Players like Erdegaard is now no longer, longer going forward like he was last season because Arteta is obsessed about Kai Havertz going forward and then trying to kill someone in Rose Z. Something needs to be done. What, what I mean, Have you got any ideas what he should do or what he might do? I know what he might do. Fuck all.
3: <laughs> I probably will be fuck all, but I can see what he's trying to do with Kai because Kai was ruined by Chelsea and I feel like I've seen glimpses of the old Kai Havertz at yeah. BVB seen glimpses of him, but it's just, it, it's a confidence thing with him. He's missed so many sitters, but you can say the same thing about Adina Kea. How many sitters does he miss in a game before he scores? And they're probably in double figures. So it, it's going to take some time to see to see what Kai Havertz can do. But I'd rather much rather Odegaard um, going forward again, because it, it's, it's just, it was so much better last season. Um, but I just, I don't know how... He's going to change the system, especially if you bring someone in. Um, I think maybe when Kai is performing quite poorly, he needs to be benched to say, no, you're playing shit. I'm going to put someone else in your place. I'd love to see some more minutes from Smith Rowe as well. That kid cannot get a sniff, which I'm really irritated about right now.
0: I've got a theory, actually, that I put on Twitter, which people will call me crazy, but I've got a theory that... Arteta tests... I don't know why. I, I think it's back to that run, actually, during a lockdown where we just absolutely went to... I don't know what happened that run, that crazy run where we are losing nearly every home game. And I think some fans have just switched off him since then. And any time Arsenal lose a game, you see all this hysteria start coming out again. But I've got this theory that the other half of that fan base... is Maybe... if if, let's say 30% and it's mainly online people are just not Arteta out no matter what he does they're always Arteta out which I don't really get but there's another sort of 70% I think half of those maybe 35% I think their patience will run thin with him depending on what happens with Smith Rowe I've just got this weird theory that some fans are very (laughs) very invested in Emil Smith Rowe that if he gets bummed out without being given a chance, while some players are given multiple chances, if he leaves and then those players that are given multiple chances do not perform but continue to be given a chance, I think that might switch some of the fan base on Arteta. I've got this weird feeling.
3: He'd be on very thin ice with me. Put it that way. Very thin ice. ESL's a generation talent. talent. Yeah. He's my favourite, so... He'd be on very thin ice with me.
0: He's one of my favourites as well. Thin yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, right. yeah. It's, I, I just think I understand the injuries and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I've seen some people saying injuries, but the amount of chances that he's he he doesn't get a chance. He just, I mean, might as well not be there. To be I think honest, it was a game me.
3: before Christmas. He came on. He should have scored, but it, it went straight. And into he looked the game like he was going
0: to cry after the game. Yeah,
3: before. he did. Yeah. He did. It was really upset that.
1: But when you're going to have someone who is as talented as he is, and then Arteta goes, we're two to deal down the mountain to, to Liverpool. Come on, son. You get you can have the last five minutes.
3: I mean, you must look at him and go, are you are taking you the fuck? Th- yeah. Bring him on ridiculous. at 70 minutes. You don't, you, you yeah. don't, you don't do not don't that. I only stay just to watch five minutes of smith Road to see if he yeah. can do anything. Uh, although I will own it. I never walk out before the whistle goes. Never. I just yeah. physically can't do it. I've
0: never done that. I always, cl- I always say... No matter how bad it off. is. Yeah. I've, or, I mean, I always, I I've left early stands. once.
3: <laughs> no, I was still in the stands when Man United battered, up, battered us. I just couldn't leave. I was like, oh,
0: God. I walk. I always walk around to um, the uh, North Bank after the game, but I usually clap mm-hmm. the players off and then quickly walk around to North Bank to meet my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only left once early. And that was, um, I think it was Monaco, where we were just, we got back in the game, I think. And then we flipping in letting a goal, like immediately, like straight away. I just got up and left. I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. I think that was a game where Giroud missed like 100 chances. Like, oh, yeah, I this. think,
3: I've, I've never let my mate forget this, but the game where we were losing to Southampton and we ended up, we drew. He walked out before the goals went in. He said, I was watching I was watching I was I literally stepped outside the grounds and, got, and the goals went in. I was killing myself last Last season. Yeah, I think last season. Yeah, it was a while ago, but it was just oh.
0: Was it or was it the one that Emery won? I don't know. where the players
3: It was three three. In the and end, they didn't celebrate. The end,
0: yeah, it was three three. It was the Emery, it was the Emery game where the player yeah. Lacazette scored and the players didn't yeah. celebrate, and Emery was sat the next the next week. <laughs> yep.
3: That James, it. you look
1: like you're in the process of having a stroke there, so I'm going to come and save you <laughs> with some. Do you want to say anything about what they were talking about, or do you want to talk about this point that Avon's brought up?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. Um, we last season,
1: you, you do you want you to read have, it out, or shall I read it out? Because uh, you can read it out if you wish. Okay, Avon says twenty-three twenty-four XG, which I hate. Changes uh, that's the last two letters of uh, Sean. We bought a private plate for Christmas. It says Sean XG. S14 N XG 1500 quid that child is spoiled uh, Jazz doesn't have a car. She's put on a go-kart. Anyway, he says, uh, XG change from last season. Opta, Martinelli, What last season was 8.93 XG. It's now 2.52. Down 254%. That's nearly all the percent that has ever existed. Erdegaard, 9.96 down to 3.94, down 153%. Saka, 11.06 to 6.89, down 61%. Jesus is 14.04. To, this might be when actual Jesus was born and lived. I'm not sure. BC, 1404 BC to 4.48 AD. That's down 213%. And Eddie, 10 down to 4, which is down 141%. What do you make of that, James? Because I need to have a breather and a little
2: cry. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, it's not good reading. And like, like I said earlier, in that two week break, I hope the main thing that they've been doing as well as trying to sort this all out as a group is practicing finishing because the finishing (laughs) the last couple of weeks has been absolutely dreadful. I mean, if you, if you really want to look into it, Danny, I don't think necessarily that we've had a game where we've been absolutely terrible apart from Fulham in the league. That one against Fulham, I thought was unacceptable from pretty much all of them. Um, But in terms of the finishing, that's been dreadful, but overall play has been, you know, I don't think it's been too bad apart from that one, that Fulham game. Uh, that the the output needs to improve massively. I mean, you're relying again on two relatively young wingers to do literally every single thing. If, if if Martinelli and Saka have a bad game, Arsenal have a bad game. So it's it's a case of if they don't do anything, it seems like Arsenal really don't do anything and we've gone from a team that when we played Chelsea away and got that draw which was fantastic Trossard scored in that game right near the end at that time we had 12 goals from our subs so we had the best in the, we were the best in the league in terms of bringing people on and letting them do something and have an impact now if we were all to have a conversation if i said to you Danny Lottie Femi all of them that come off the bench which one of them do you think is going to do something for us? You'd probably go, Pfft, I don't know at the moment, James. That that needs to improve. Because if you've got no one that can change a game from the bench, then you go around in this circle of, again, you're doing plan A, but then there's plan A, but we're just with different people. And again, uh, like you all said about Smith Rowe, what are they going to do in three minutes? They need, If you're going to change it, give them more than three minutes. Because the only time that Smith Rowe started this season was against Sheffield United in the league. And he did actually get an assist in that game. So he pulls numbers when he does start. I just think it's a, it's a belief. I, I think in terms of reacting to game state, Arteta's still not at the level that we need him to be. And I do think as well in terms of his subs, he's still not at the level that we need him to be. And if you look at where we are in the league, it's about right to me. Um, I'm upset because it's a regression from where we were last season but we need to have something massive happen for us now in the champions league i think in terms of winning anything and that is a knockout competition but you do have to be smart in that competition it's not always the best teams get to the final danny you know i'm an inter milan fan last season inter milan were not the best team in the champions what league there in
1: there?
2: exactly but they did what they needed to do and if it wasn't for Lukaku playing football in Timberlands instead of football boots, they might have beat Man City and ended the treble. So you just never know. You've got to be smart, which is something that I think we can do, but we just need to turn it around. I mean, this Saturday, winning, winning changes everything. So let's hopefully go out there, beat Palace, and then we can have a different conversation next week.
1: <laughs> Anyone else got anything to add to any of that lot?
0: No, I think um, I think that the changes that we've made this season probably don't help as well. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm always arguing with um, people online, but not that much. But Josh, me and Josh had a big falling out the other day about Granite Jacker versus Kai Havert. That's unlike Josh. And <laughs> He's so adamant that nothing has changed. With Kai Havertz in there compared to Granite Xhaka and I just I just can't have it at all. It's because I, 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 I it's massively changed, hasn't it? It's, it's it it's has. Just... I'm not
3: a granite Xhaka fan, but it's massively changed. He did the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you can watch the even the Martinelli thing, I think he helped Martinelli so much. If you watch some of the play that we had last season, you'll be shocked that you'll see Xhaka out on that side so much, not just in the middle bursting into the box. Out on the left, kind of playing that left midfield type role where he covers for both Martinelli and for Zinchenko. And I think both of them have suffered for and not being there. And that's why I just, I still can't get my head around this guy. I have it stuff. Apologies. I, yeah, sorry. I, I just don't get it personally. I, I, you can tell me that he's played well here and there and all of this, but he's totally changed our style of play. And, we miss do you know what? Also, we miss Thomas Party so much. Like I, I know people don't want to hear that. And I didn't I didn't think we would as well. But if you think about let's say a couple of years ago, or even a year and a half ago, if, if I told you, oh, Thomas Party's gonna get injured, everyone in a fan base would be having a meltdown. <laughs> and I just don't think that it's changed that much much that he our form is linked to him. We he played 31 games last season. For about 25, 26 of them, he was absolutely brilliant. And we were brilliant. He, and then against Liverpool and West Ham, after those games, his form fell off a cliff. And guess what? So did our form. We are so linked to the way that, that he plays and the tempo that he sets for us that we people don't think about it enough. He's played three games and 15 minutes. And most of those games were at right back as well. He's not played for us this season. And we miss him so much.
1: It does remind me a little bit of uh, a, a Royal Rumble with Hulk Hogan and Hornswoggle because uh, a party is Hulk Hogan, and he can just carry on doing what he's doing, and Hornswoggle can kick and push and shove, and he's not going to start; he's still going to do um, ball to feet moves. And threw balls and looked silky and like it's no effort for him. The game is so easy for Party. And imagine having him there, and then Declan could be playing in the left eight, and then Erdegaard could be in the right eight, going forward like he was last season. We'd have the. We just don't. Havertz is never going to fit into that team as much as I enjoyed him. Like Lotte was saying, when he was playing on the right for was it Leverkusen, he was playing there and he was one of the best young German players. And then they're playing for Germany and doing really well. He's never going to get that because that, if anybody wants to play on the right-hand side uh, as, as not a cover or backup for Saka, but an alternative style of play to Saka, he's still a young man. What is he? Um, how about is he? About 24? He can still go out on the right-hand side and say, look, here Arteta, this is what I did at Leverkusen. Um, oh, I'm going to get the name wrong again this is what I did there I was one of the best young players I was scoring goal I mean one season I think he got like about 11 goals and about 6, six or 7 assists or some numbers like that and, and why can't he do that again? Because Saka, is knackered. Saka needs a rest. I mean, this two-week rest isn't going to be enough for Saka. It's not just a physical rest. He needs a mental rest from the entire game being on his shoulders. Because if he doesn't do anything, Martinelli's going to be flashed for half an hour. And then he's going to turn off. And then it's going to be, right, oh, Saka, over to you, son. And he's going to go, oh, I've carried this team for three seasons. I can't carry on doing it. You've, you're giving me piles. Anyone got anything on that?
3: No, I couldn't agree more with you. And we know he's carrying that niggle, which doesn't help. I mean, hes I, I just still feel like he's been a bit sussed as well. As he, It's just every time, especially like with Liverpool, two people are on him and then he runs out of ideas. And as much as I appreciate how great he is as a player, his, his inexperience does kick in then. So maybe we need to find someone with a bit more experience in that position just to swap him off, give him a break. I think a few seasons ago, I was at the one of the a cup tie. I think it was w- against Wimbledon. He was benched. Smith Rowe was benched. And I think he was standing there with Eddie Nketiah. It was a, um, it was a of set penalty. And the, they were just sitting there plotting where they would be if they were playing. And all all those three want to do is play football. Mm. You could just see the eagerness in it. And it, it didn't feel right seeing him on the bench, but he needed that. And I feel like it needs to happen more.
1: Because we know we've got Trossard who can play out on the right hand side. He can play Trossard and, and Smith Rowe can play in any one, I would say, of the front five positions easily, as long as you're not going to ask too much of the defending position that may be in the left put eight. Martinelli
3: through the middle. Yeah. I've been screaming this for ages. He's played there before. Why not give him a shot? Get Smith Rowe get Sacker on the other side.
1: And we heard that quote from uh, Martinelli when he played for Brazil. He went, I've never had so much freedom playing the game and I loved it. Or um, I might have added on the I loved loved it bit at the end. But you've got so many options. And like James, the the traits that a young man picks up from the people that he has played under as, as a coach or as a manager, he has picked up some of the worst aspects from Wenger so unbelievably stubborn stick to it stick to plan a and he's picked up some bad traits from pep as in hold on everybody take a seat i'm gonna reinvent football watch this like he's done in times before and he needs to be not so stubborn and go actually i fucked up there ramsdale get your shirt on son you're playing Um, brentford boy you're going back to brentford at the end of the season we don't want you and things esr whatever you've done he is a generational talent he is the modern reincarnation of paul merson and he is, he, is, he is beautiful to watch. His love of the game oozes out of every pore of his body. And how he hasn't played regularly for two fucking years, I'm taking Arteta to the Hague for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, for a long, long time, he's had his issue with his groin. Uh, he's finally got that sorted. He looks to be better than he was. And also, there was massive rumblings about the club being unhappy with his weight gain since that he was uh, injured. But... You know, he looks all good to me. He looks fit enough for me to play. And you're looking at the team at the moment, like we were all talking about. Obviously, Granit go going has completely changed that left-hand side. The tempo of the team is slower compared to what it was last season. And if you, again, if you really want to look into it, Havertz, for me, his best performances, okay, he's had about one or two that have come from playing at the eight, but his best games for us have actually been when he's a different nine option. Mm. Man City and the Community Shield be a nuisance up there he was brilliant in that game Um, I think it was Brentford when he come on he was playing as the nine got his header Um, trying to think of the other I mean that first half against Liverpool his actual play in terms of finishing dreadful but he did everything else for all the other players and created the chances I, I thought that we looked better because he can actually hold the ball up he can bring people in which is what you don't get with Eddie and Ketty I think Kante has got better at it, but he's nowhere near as much as a hold up or a link player that uh, Jesus and Trossard are compared to him. So, I think if you're looking at someone to play that left eight, I'm with you, Danny. It's got to be Emil Smith Rowe. I think he's the best. Oh, if you no. want someone to arrive late a moment, into the just box, thinking about it, yeah. If you want someone to arrive late into the box and finish it, who's going to win? CM Punk's going to win the Royal Rumble, by the way. I'll answer that right now. He's going to win the men's one. And uh, ba- Bailey will win the ladies. Um, but, yeah, Smith-Rowe's the man for it. Smith-Rowe's Smith the best option that we've got in terms of who's at the club already and not going to buy one, for me, at playing that left eight role. Um, the goalkeepers, Danny, I know you're big on it. For me, I think Ray is marginally better than him, but it's not massively. It's not, it's not a massive, massive difference. But that, is a big pro, You know, that's created an issue that, like you said, he didn't really need to make. I think he's permanently signed now. We know that in the summer that transfer is going to be done. That's another reason why we can't look to sign people now is because we've already got a £30 million outlay on David Ray done. If you think about it, did we really need another goalkeeper in this? Could we have used that? I would have bought maybe the forward or another winger that gives you An option. I mean, deep down, Danny. If I could sign anybody this window, I'd go get Pedro Neto from Wolves.
1: He's a handful.
2: That's who I'd buy. Uh, If you're not going to buy a centre forward, then get yourself a high output winger. And even now, where he's been injured for a long, long time, he's still got more assists than. I think he's still in the top, maybe two. I think I think uh, Salas just picked him as he in terms of assists. So, for me, he solves so many questions. Um, if, if you were to buy Pedro Neto. But I still believe we're probably going to go out there and get get a fullback, which, again, do we really need one? If you look at it, yes, Sinchenko can't defend, but you've got Tommy Asu back in the next couple of weeks. You can roll with him. Kivior, if you're not going to sell him, you've got to trust him a bit more. But at the same time, he's not really a left back. He looks like he'd probably be better bit at centre-half, but then Gabriel and Saliba have to play every game. So it's just, it's it's difficult in terms of getting all of these people in to do what they need to do. But yeah, for the left eight role, Danny, yeah, I'd be, you know, if, if you were to ask me for my dream lineup for Palace, Smith, Smith Rose playing there 100%. You're a hundred percent.
1: You're a dirty boy getting us all excited like that. <laughs> I
0: was, um, I was reading something actually, when you talk about the keepers today, I don't know if it, it was, I, th- I think it was the Madrid athletic um, site where <laughs> Madrid basically said they will not sign Kepa on a permanent transfer this summer because obviously they got him a, on an emergency loan because, um, um,
3: what's his name? Kepa Thibaut-
0: got injured. Uh, now, what they said is they will not spend 20 million on a backup goalkeeper. 20 million euros, bear in mind. So, all this stuff where we, we're, we fret so much about Getting this perfect backup goalkeeper. <laughs> Other teams don't care about the backup goalkeeper. As long as he's, he, you know, he's competent and he can play the same style, which I think was a massive minus point for um, Matt Turner. He just, and you can see it at, at Nottingham Forest now. He's just a bit crazy, but but they just don't care. As long as you're competent keeper, you can play a backup. But they said, yeah, we will not spend twenty million euros on a backup keeper, so he can go back to Chelsea. That's it. So we, we 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 definitely should have sold one before we bought one.
1: Just reading some of the comments in here, um, Archangel says, "Raya is like those outfield
0: players who pull on some gloves and training for a laugh."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, is it I'm, it?
0: I'm not doing the, I'm not doing the Raya thing after. Last,
1: last yeah, you've ruined pod, it by last... telling me Ramsdale was going to oh, go. You
0: started this bullshit. I told you that at the beginning of the season, the second pod of the season, I said to you Ramsdale was going to go and you refused to believe me. Right. <laughs> I'm not having it.
1: Look, is it too late for Arteta to go, actually, I've gone done fucked up and go back to playing the football world last season? Because not only was that a thing of beauty, it worked.
3: It's in January, so I don't see why not. I'd rather have Ramsdale in goal. Yep. Uh, let's be honest; he got us to Champions League, and he's seen nothing for his for his efforts. And uh, Reyes just come into the top spot, and that's the end of it. Yes, he makes makes his blunders, but what keeper doesn't? Yeah, but we do.
1: Something needs to be done because just imagine the situation if we after the the Dubai um, trip, he comes back and we lose to Palace. I mean. Twitter is a big enough shithole full of dickheads as it is at the moment. But imagine what it's going to be like after. Even if they get a draw against them, then it's going to be one win in eight games. It's it's going to be it's going to be like the sum on Twitter. Yeah, it's
3: going to be horrible. But that whole of December was horrible um, across the club. Let's be honest. Like the women lost for the first time to Tottenham Hotspur at White Hart Lane, um, and mm. then they've had their four weeks off. They've come back. We've won our FA Cup. James seems to be getting us back on track. Again, the academy was off. The Come back, they've won. So it's surely it's got to be the men's turn. I mean, it's Palace and it's hot and, Like we've we we know how to deal with Palace. They haven't they haven't got that thorn in our sides anymore. um In the form of oh, I've forgotten his name. Saha. Saha. That's it. And it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how Roy plays them out. But I think we'll be fine against them. I just hope this this hot warm weather training has done something because you're going to come back and they're just going to be cold so well,
0: Palace are playing right now actually aren't they three England
1: goalkeepers on the on the two sides Elise.
0: yeah yeah um Elise is still not fit, so that's a plus point for us, but yeah they've got um they're losing one nil.
1: Well I mean, you know Twitter's fallen apart when I see people who know nothing about women's football that are going ever since my Demir's been back, she's been shit, get rid of her.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I saw someone that say that. Yeah, the other can way. I
0: can I ask about that actually? I keep I keep looking at the team yeah. sheet because I don't really I mean I keep on yeah. the results, but okay. I'm already I keep looking at the team sheet and mm-hmm. she's only started one game since her injury and she that was this weekend in FA Cup. ACLs yeah, yeah, are yeah. a
3: massive injury. You need to watch the documentary that Arsenal have released, it's like fire parts, about an okay. hour and a half. Um yeah. with Beth, but it takes a long time. If you if, if you ever had had an ACL injury, you're basically your knee just pops. That's mm-hmm. it, and you've ripped a muscle on the inside of the knee. So she's had a, had to have an operation to take some muscle from the other knee to put repair it. And then okay. there's there's like it takes for women, it takes over a year to get back into okay. it. So um last November, mm-hmm. not the one just gone one before that, Beth did hers against Man United and the Emirates. She came back and she she basically scored about the same, roughly yeah, the same week. Yeah. So she's now back up and fully running. She's only just started doing full ninety minutes. With Viv, you we're easing yeah. her back in. At the moment, yeah. she's doing most of sixty-five minutes, and that's as far as we as Arsenal are willing to push her in terms of her fitness. Because if she okay, does it, it comes enough. back too soon. She'll do it again. Um, Taya Goldie is one of those players who came back too soon, and then she did the ACL on her other knee. So she's had ACLs in both knees now, and she's one of our younger academy. Kids, but it's it's just there needs to be more research done into it because obviously with women's feet, our feet are a lot smaller than men's. I know Adidas are working on on new technology for the for the uh, for the trainers um, that even applies to the general public as well. Um, and also they are also looking into research um, looked in looking into periods linked with the ACL injuries. Um, one of the greatest strikers in the world has just had her ACL done, and that is Sam Kerr. So, as much as I'm kind of happy about it in terms of Arsenal and Chelsea, I'm actually also glad because she is one of the best players in the world and she's just absolutely brilliant to watch when she's playing for Australia, but not for Chelsea. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a case of easing, easing her back in. Easing
0: her back in. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Is is that, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. He in yeah. Mark, yeah.
3: Will be, again, he will Thanks. be eased back in. You won't see him full out 45 minutes. There's no chance.
0: Thank you very much for saying that because I will not argue with anyone on Twitter again who continuously wants to tell me that they're ITk and that oh yeah he'll be back in January or oh, we'll be back for the portal game oh we've we'll been the Champions League <laughs> squad and I'm like you are not serious I said have you how many sports have you ever seen someone suffer a ACL and they're back within four or five months it, no. it, it doesn't it, you it, might see the one in a million or one in a few hmm. thousand and people use that as an example but i'm like that doesn't happen i watch so many sports mm. where players get acl injuries and no one comes back within seven to nine months seven months is a no.
3: happy it's a bit place. like a at the moment leah williamson's just returned to full training everyone's getting excited you won't see her for two months it's not going to yeah,
0: happen exactly because exactly.
3: Leah, leah's been doing her own thing off the pitch and she's been doing all her recovering stuff since last i think april I think it was April we were away we at LSV and Man United. Yeah. Um, when she went down, she knew straight away she was just smacking around like done. I'm out. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that, that that in turn made let her miss the World Cup. Yeah. Um, So she's just returned back to full training, and I think we could maybe maybe six to eight weeks before we see her any minutes. Yeah. She's yeah, going to miss I, the I North think, London I Derby, think. and that girl loves the North London Derby. <laughs> so you're talking about?
0: I small... think I think I'll oh, go on, Femme no, no, I just think, I think um, Timber, yeah, we won't see him for a while. And on ACL injuries, I think there's definitely some, and not just in a way, I mean, obviously I've always said in a women's game, it's, it's just, you just see it. You're like, well, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, over... And in a men's game, sorry, go on.
3: Ron, right, sorry to interrupt you, but around the world, I think uh, the uh, Matt that I podcast with, there was over 182 and that list was still growing at the end of last season across all the women's leagues. So there's something that needs to be done at this point. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hoping Beth's and uh, Viv's documentary on Arsenal will help with that.
0: Yeah. And and obviously in the ABW chat, we've been counting the men's ACL injury since the start of this season as well. And we link we did link a lot of them to the tour in America. A lot of players that went on tour in America this season seem to come down with ACLs, and that's between all different clubs, whether it's Inter Milan, Chelsea, Tottenham, uh, Madrid, Arsenal. We we just noticed that there was just a pattern of players that played pre-season tours in America, but then obviously other players as well. We've seen so many of them this season. It's, it's, quite, it's quite weird, actually.
3: Yeah, there's not enough research on on it, even for like the men. men. You, it's out there, but it's not as thorough as it should be.
1: I was going to ask, about you said about small feet. Now we all know Sandy cathola was had notoriously tiny, tiny feet. Like my feet are a size, it's about eight top to bottom and about a ten left to right. So, is it is it the is it the the build of the women's feet? Because we've talked about this on the pod quite a few times. Mm-hmm. About um, is it the shoes? Is it the the because women are this generation of women are reaching a physical peak that i don't think women in football have, have reached before they're pushing is it. the tiny little percentages it's like in like with uh, brailsford and then the tour de france the um, the, the team there the um, what are they called the sky team it's a tiny little percentages that's all you, when you get to the point where you're so fit and you're so um, athletic it's only you can only make tiny little percentage increases is it because they're pushing to try and get this extra one percent here and one percent there that they that they're Getting injured so much because it is like Fenry was saying, and you you were mentioning that we say 180 of them.
3: Yeah, there's over 180 across the world. Uh, Has anyone got Um, any uh, solid ideas? Because because we think when they're on in America,
2: it's again, the the main reason is it's just part of genetic makeup. Sadly, a woman's knee does not have the it's more looser and doesn't have the range of motion compared to what a man's knee does. So that is why, unfortunately, they have these injuries. Um, they're, they're, it's, just, it's just the case of just the body is different. And that's that's the main, that's the main cause that I read is of what's happening. And I think that's like what Lottie's saying, that they're trying to adapt maybe a boot or something that can help with that motion. And everything else, and again, as well, I think workload, uh, men and women's game. If you, you know, I, I, will freely admit I haven't got as much knowledge on the women's game as other people that are here right now, but in terms of the men's, if uh, out of the top clubs and the top teams for the last eighteen months, this is the first sort of break for an awful lot of them. Oh, I, I, ju- I just think there's just way too many games. I mean, the nations league. Why does that exist? Hmm. It's not needed. It is it, Yes. Well, yeah, we know that, but I, I just the sheer volume of what they're being made to do and everything else—it's just ridiculous. They're it, expendable. It's yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I'll let other people touch because they know more on it than me. So, but yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there. The, the, the main reason is sadly just genetically the, the range of motion and the strength in a knee joint in a woman compared to a man just mm. isn't there. It's just just not there.
3: Yeah, the thing is, it's, it's not just that. It's everything. I think it is when you look at the women's physicality compared to the men's it's just a completely different entity altogether. it's like growing up for me i was in boys football boots and it there was nothing out out there for women and they is still it, isn't and if yeah, we really just started changing it now
1: is it a size difference or just a, a structural difference a structural difference
3: eight? and yeah structural difference
1: that is where. I mean, you should see my Sean's knees. She's got builder's knees. She's got blue. Well, uh, if if it's a man's job, it's a blue job. And I say you've got blue job knees. She's and this, <laughs> oh, that could go down very badly if that was said wrong. Fucking hell, move along, please. Fuck sake.
2: <laughs> you're gonna be yeah. on. Uh, you're gonna be on Joey Barton's podcast this week, aren't you, Danny? <laughs> I like a lot of what he's saying, and
1: I, and I retweet, and I like some of it. The bloke's an arsehole. But he's a funny arsehole and some of the shit he is saying is right. And now we've seen some of the DMs that that twat has been sending other footballers and going, "Well, you're an arsehole With podcasts, it's it's Twitter. You don't you don't come to Twitter and expect everyone to say, "Oh, you look lovely today." Well, actually, they do in your DMs, but I, I, I assess people. It. it is, but it, gonna, if you're going to come in there, you know you're going to. That's that you can. That's what it's there for. If if you're if you're going to get involved, then you're going to get involved, and then you can't go crying when things go wrong, but. Yeah, that bloke's never managing in football ever again, is he? Definitely not a ladies' side. So um mm-hmm. do you think there's gonna be um where they're gonna be able to fix this and sort this out? Because you can't have women get into the pinnacle of their game and then go and snap them out mm-hmm. for a year because there isn't they're not they're not on 150000 pounds a week are they, where they can just put their feet up and go, oh, that's all right, I'll go and spend all my money on panini stickers. That's not gonna happen, is it?
3: No, we get paid peanuts. Well, the girls get paid peanuts compared to the men. I mean there's no such thing as a transfer market. Well, it's there but most people move around for free.
1: Mm, didn't we pay 500 so grand for, for Russo or something?
3: Yes, we did. We did. And and that like a world look,
1: record for the for the Premier League.
3: For the Women's Super League, yes it is.
1: Wow. And the record for the men's thing, if that was about, I mean, Clive Allen. No, it wasn't Clive Allen. It was uh, Trevor Francis in 1981 went for a million pound. Well, 999, 999, he didn't want to make a million. That's 1981. That was 248 years ago. And the women are still only on half of that. That does say quite a bit. I mean, especially when you've got a crowds at the Emirates. What's the biggest crowd at the Emirates for the ladies?
3: Sellout? Um, it's a sellout. Yeah, that would be Tottenham Hotspur every season without fail. Wow. Since the Euros um, and England winning it, that's a sellout every time. Um, Up until the 16th of December, as I said earlier, they'd never beaten us. So it was always, it's it's, it's a sellout. It's a North London derby. It's safe to bring the kids out. It's very family orientated, but it's also, you've got the animosity of, we don't like Spurs. Although as the game's grown before it grew, they were all sort of friends, and it's safe for them to sit together, mix in together. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to separate fans as the <laughs> game, the game's grown bigger. I mean, we had our first proper away end with the Chelsea fans. That the away uh, corner in the Emirates went turned blue, and it was like, okay, that's different. And then you had the odd Chelsea fan popping up in the blocks when, like, or you or you'd see them sitting down during that game. So we beat Chelsea this season at the Emirates, which was great. Which means Emma Hayes has never won there. Um, which is even I hate better. her. Is that
1: okay to I hate I do her?
3: too. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. I terrorized her last season. I was telling her to get back in her box. There's about seven or eight of us, like four rows behind her, terrorizing her. I quite yes. enjoyed it. But she did turn around and try, tried to find us. Uh, I wouldn't when want to fight her. So.
1: I bet she fights dirty, especially all the elbows and knees.
3: Probably. Probably, to be fair. She won't so, get the Champions League, hopefully. When so she do wants you... something, she doesn't get it.
1: so Oh, my cat's just made a squeaky noise
3: um so in um
1: i always use the nasl north american soccer league i hate it when people give the uh the an acronym and then they tell you what it means i'm not gonna want to start that again the north american soccer league nobody watched it everybody watched it it's the greatest thing in the world nobody watched it in the space of seven or eight mm-hmm. years do you think there's any chance of that happening with women's football because it does seem it's a little bit trendy at the moment isn't
3: it and uh, no, um through the uh, well women's WOSO or women's soccer community it's it's Tom Sodoff, um, <laughs> um, I think he's still reaving over Arsenal battering battering Leeds last season. Um, oh, I've lost my track. with the, with the women's community. A lot, a lot of the it's called WOSO, uh, uh, women's women's soccer. I hate that word; it sounds disgusting out of my mouth. Um, and there's a lot of drama that goes on, and a lot of people have more than one team. And it is actually the norm. I mean, I know some fans who oh, are Arsenal women mean, fans. Than one team? Hang on a second. I know some fans that are Arsenal women fans, but they support the Tottenham Hotspur men.
1: That's a bit cheeky, isn't it? James yeah. looks confused. He... <laughs> you might need to explain yeah, that. How does I, that work?
3: I don't know. It just happens. I, I know Liverpool men's fans that come to the Arsenal games. It's season to get hold as for Arsenal
1: Deviants, that's it's why. Just,
3: It's insane. But it's also a case of, With Arsenal, we're the most accomplished club in the country for the women's. We've got the history, we've got the quadruple, and we are the leading light within the English leagues to show other clubs how it should be done um, and how to support your women's club. I mean, Chelsea rarely play at Stamford Bridge. Tottenham have only just started playing at White Hart Lane. West Ham haven't even set foot in their new ground, Um, but yet they can take the team photos there. Because West Ham won't support their women's team. Are they just placating
1: the the audience because it's it's a thing at the moment? The fan base, I mean. Yeah,
3: West Ham Ham are very good at supporting their academy. They're very good at supporting the men's team. But there's very few West Ham women's fans. And to be honest with you, they're always that team that just escapes relegation. Mm. Because there's not enough funding for them.
1: It's not exactly going to cost much money, is it? It's going to cost the uh, a pl- one player's wages from one star player's wages for a month will run the women's team for a year.
2: Yeah, I, I love West Ham Ladies, mate. They, if it weren't for them, Dagenham and Redbridge wouldn't have a Premier League style football pitch. So I'm over, the, yeah. I'm over the moon for West Ham Ladies.
3: Yeah, no, but if you, thing is, like, I personally, personally, Meadow Park, Boramwood, they've got the best ground at the moment because we look after their grass. If you look, if you look at where Tottenham work, uh, Tottenham play at the moment. They play over in Leighton Orient. It's literally a mud bath. It's disgusting. Um, but it's there's a lot. There's a long way to go. Although you see Arsenal are doing all this amazing stuff, for the other smaller clubs that are in championships and national leagues, there's a long way to go in terms of funding. Um, Reading have had to um, when they got relegated last season. They can't no longer play their female their, their women female players. So the ones who can earn big money have moved on to other clubs or, or other, other leagues um, because they're not getting paid for what they should be.
1: Well, it's a shame. It's not like there's no money in football, is there? There's more than enough no, there for everyone. When you've
3: got tickets that are like, I think I paid 40 quid for five of us to go to the FA Cup. Hmm. That was two kids and three adults. Hmm. So... The money's not there yet. I'm quite happy to keep paying cheap money, but it's not going to always stay like that with the growth.
1: <sighs> well, it is something that we at ABW, we used to do something called uh, the scores on the doors where we died uh, right back in the beginning in 2013. And I'd say what the ladies team was and who scored the goal, who they played and where the league position was. And people didn't like it. So I stopped doing it. I used to do that in the under 18s and the under 21s and people and then it moved to the end of the pod and then it got chopped off. And then, uh, yeah, so we, we were watching it. I'm um, keeping a track on it for quite a while. Um, if anybody in the chat has got any... Um... Any questions? So I have got three questions saved at the moment, one from Jimmy, one from Nikki, one from Phil. We know Nikki and Phil's are both going to be bullshit. So basically we've got one question. So if anyone's got any decent questions they want to put in the chat, put it there, beginning with a letter Q, so then I can easily see it with my old grey eyes. And then we'll go on from there. Um James, any other points or do Femi you want to you want to talk about? Because uh, we've done an hour and six minutes. The ABW shows are now a little bit shorter because uh Chris isn't here. Asking the questions, singing the questions, and answering the
0: questions. So we're, we're. You know what? I, I wanted to ask you actually uh, I, about this um, FFP stuff. What you guys think about it? Just quickly, it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a long conversation because we're definitely not Swiss Ramble over here, are we? So, um, <laughs> what do you guys think about it? Because I, I said today that I read an article actually about Wolves and how Wolves sold 17 players because they knew they were in FFP trouble. So they not only sold seventeen players, they also fell out with their manager, who was doing all right for them, and he quit because of because they knew they were in FFP trouble, and they knew that they had to balance the book. So my thing was, I hope not in Forest, especially getting nailed to the nailed because their whole argument is basically that they were trying to sell one player for the whole summer. <laughs> and because of that one player, I need they missed the deadline because they wanted to sell him for more. Oh,
1: by one day, vacation. wasn't it?
0: No, no, no. They missed it by a while, actually. They they oh, could for... Basically, the story goes they could they had a bid for Brentford for thirty five million for Brendan Johnson. Mm. That would have been before the FFP cut off date, but they decided to hold out for the forty seven million that Tottenham paid them. Now, my thing is. Tough luck, because if you're relying on that one thing as your mitigating circumstance, I think that's absolute rubbish. When another team is selling 17 players because they knew they were in trouble, you know, teams have had they've known about this for a while. So why should I? I, I don't feel sorry for any of them personally. I, I think Everton their finances are in an absolute mess, to be honest with you. And I think people are not actually looking at them enough. People are just feeling sorry for them because their name's Everton, but they're basically taking loans from an owner who's trying to buy them just to stay afloat at the moment. That's how bad their finances are. So I just wondered what everyone thinks of it, you know, because it's just yeah. a lot of what about a Oh, What about them? What about them? Well, for me,
2: they've committed, the, you know, at the end of the day, they've committed the offences. That It's not like it's not been explained what these offences are and how you don't, do. you know, this isn't allowed and this is why. Sure. Um, so they deserve the punishments that come to them. Um, I can understand how they feel aggrieved when you've got one of the teams that won a treble last season and have as many as they have charges against them. However, they've got about 115 and counting, and it goes back to 2009. They're also paying lawyers 10 grand an hour to help try and find loopholes and ways to get out of this. Everton and Nottingham Forest do not have that kind of money. And also, they've been compliant. You know, Man City haven't complied. They're like, no, we disagree with this and we're going to fight this. And, you know, Everton and Nottingham Forest have both gone, yeah, this is what's happened. Look, we'll send you all the details and everything else. And it's quite cut and paste. Well, you know, you broke this law and everything. And you make a good point there about their owners as well. uh, 777 Sports that want to own Everton, they want to try and get this through as seamlessly as possible because they do not want to be playing championship football in their new stadium that they're going to have after next season. I think there's a reason why they've extended the stay at Goodison by a year in that if they do get relegated this year, they can still go to the fans. We, we've still got Goodison. You know, we're not going down in the into the new shiny ground so that they can probably get promoted back up and be like, right now we're Premier League in our new ground and it's a new dawn, it's a new day and we're feeling good in the words of Michael Bublé and others. But I, I believe that all, like I said earlier, all the teams in the league were worried about this with the FFP, profit and sustainability, like you said. Now that it's a bit clearer, I think it's a case of someone will move and then that will move the window. Everyone else will jump after the first sort of domino has fell. Who that domino is going to be, I have no idea. But I believe watch this space because we will get activity in the next couple of days. But it will be from more. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be clubs. Clubs will do more than just you know. We, we're not, we're going to do one player at a push. So don't think that we're going to have lots to talk about because we're not. We're going to have one. <laughs> but the other clubs no will probably dash. do a lot. The other clubs will do a lot more. And again, this is because other clubs, and I agree with it with Arsenal, we don't get into bed with these agents and these intermediaries. We just don't do it. You know, we're not like Chelsea where we can have a deal with a club in Saudi Arabia to funnel the players that we don't want anymore. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I mean Liverpool, Thiago Alicantara being linked with Saudi Arabia, he hasn't played for four years, but they'll get about <laughs> 40 million for him. ha <laughs> ha it's just how it is other you know yes arsenal are terrible at selling but i still believe that we're better off not jumping into bed with these agents because wolves did with with uh george mendez jorge Mendes, whatever you want to call him and they're reeling from that effect effectively still now femi every player from wolves is for sale because they need to make money back mm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, whether <laughs> whether anyone's going to buy all their players from Wolves, that's another reason why I credit Gary O'Neill, because he knew from when he went in there, look, if any, if any bids come for these players before the end of the summer window, we're accepting it because they're all for sale, mm-hmm. mate. So mm-hmm. that's why I appreciate the job that he's actually done in there, okay. considering the circumstances that he had. You know, it'd take a lesser man to go, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I can understand Lopetegui yeah. quitting, but, yeah, I appreciate Gary O'Neill and the fact that he's got in there and gone, hey, do you know what? And also, they've been quite hard done by by VAR as well and the refs this season as well, Wolves. I think along, along with us, I'm not one of these David Ikes that think there's a massive conspiracy against Arsenal, but I will say, I think along with Arsenal, Wolves have been absolutely shagged out of a few points as well.
1: Oh, um, I was going to ask something then. Um, we were talking about the too busy watching my outdoor cam is that snow no um oh what was it it's gone that's a shame could have been the world's greatest question and now we're never gonna know what it was oh well the joys of spring anyone else got anything else before we go and have a look at i'm gonna remember just as the show finishes i'll remember what it was no, no one. Yeah. Let's go and answer yeah, we've some got questions. A few questions
0: now, don't we? So Yeah, yeah.
1: We certainly have Jimmy. was straight in there before the show even started with the club. Um, uh, Lottie, you can actually know we've got some women's football ones. Actually, Lottie, should we make the these two answer the women's football ones? Or do you want to answer them? <laughs>
3: um, I can give you the right answers after if that helps, but I'd like okay, to see we'll these do that. two try.
1: Right, so a question for you, Lottie from Jimmy. And I know
3: Ryan's done some stinkers in there. I've seen them uh, pop uh, up already.
1: That's Ryan for you. Um, Jimmy says, uh, Lottie, with the club now doing better on the pitch, why is our commercial team so poor and not getting in on the action and selling the club, getting better, selling the club better, giving us more money to spend and get a better FFP, get around FFP better?
3: I think James is hit on the head in terms of we don't get into bed with these other people. Like Chelsea do, um, and it's. <sighs> I'd rather stay out of it and then be caught up in with, with what Everton and Nottingham Forest are going through. We've always been crap at selling. You sit there and look at things and think, no, the, these players should be going for more. But a lot of the clubs they do go to, they will not. Put, they are not willing to pay the money, and that's most of the, most of the time because they can't afford it. But where if you give them a lower get a little price but you need to get rid of this person off you go and that's the. although it's frustrating for us fans who don't know what's going behind the scenes and don't know the FFP rules inside out like the club should it keeps the club clean and we don't get caught up in this drama
1: Good answer
0: uh, Just a quick one on that as well mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about commercial team being poor I'd like to put to that uh, Jimmy that I actually think the commercial stuff is linked with winning. If we start winning the big trophies, the Champions League, the Premier League, I bet your bottom dollar they could sell Arsenal so much easier. That's exactly what Man City have done. Because they kept winning the league, their commercial team, they don't have an issue drumming up big advertisers, big commercial deals for them. So I think it's linked with winning big trophies. We haven't won a big trophy since 2004. We thought we always got to remember that.
1: Very true. And that makes me sad. Um right, a question for you uh James from Ryan from the Mister Arsenal podcast. Do we sign Mary Mary Earps either now or in the summer? That sounds I think that's a wild west cowboy.
2: Okay. Judging by Lottie's face, I'm going to say summer because that seems more
0: likely.
3: You want to rob Van oh, yeah. United um, for the second time for free? Yeah. Really? Oh, that would be fun.
0: Didn't I read somewhere that Arsenal don't want to do it anymore or
3: something? Um, like I no. We, um, I, can't, I can't say this. I promise I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I know someone who knows someone inside the club. Um, and there is something going on with her. But I would rather have her now because we all know Manu Zinsbergo is on the way out. She's going. She start, like, her wife's pregnant. She wants to go home and raise her family, so she, whether she goes back to uh, Austria or back to the German leagues, um, we, we, that remains to be seen. But I think Manu Zinzaguer, I think the writing's on the wall. She's going at the end but of isn't the season. It a
0: bit, isn't it a bit technical, though, for Man United? Wouldn't they rather her just leave on a free? Because you're basically mm-hmm. selling one of the best players in the world, as it as things stand right now.
3: Yeah, but thing is, if, if she was going to go for free, she can go to Real Madrid, Real Madrid or PSG then they've got to drum up the money that the Glazers won't give them to buy a new keeper. So okay. yeah, the Glazers have liquidated Man United once already. They've only just come back in the last five years. They were li- li- liquidated early in the 2000- early 2000s. And is she oh that God. good?
1: Is she brilliant? Yeah. I know for England, she was good.
2: She won BBC yeah. sports personality of the year, Danny.
1: Yeah. We all know yeah. that means nothing.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, Mary Epps was a bit of a late bloomer um, in terms of a keeper, but she's brilliant. I'd, I'd take her in a heartbeat. Well,
1: that's good. And could how could they heart. not have the women's goalkeeper shirt for sale? Um, well, is that just another yet another oversight run by people who've got no idea yeah. what's going on?
3: Yeah, Arsenal, from what I know, are the only ones that do print um, goalkeeper shirts. So you can get Sabrina right. D'Angelo or Manu Sinsberger on the back of your shirt with the WSL on or the cup font at Arsenal, but I'm not, as far as I'm aware, there's not many other clubs that do, do sell the women's goalkeepers' cl- cl- font and shirt. Well, the shirts are the same, but what well, the well, printing on the they, back.
1: You think they they would try and uh, market in on that because uh, that's a huge market. Avon says, this, "Go on."
3: Put it this way: Nike did do the Earp shirt. They also uh, they sold out in 15 minutes.
1: Didn't they have to a uh, petition to Lone get them Lone. to do it or something?
3: Yep, they did. Yep, you had to be on the waiting list in order to go in and purchase one. Good. So it's just insane.
1: Um, Right, this is a cheeky one from Avon, our take. Uh, Karin Benzema, uh, Lottie said yes, the rest of us said don't be silly. And the Julian Draxler bit, there is a rule at ABW. We only talk Julian Draxler when Carl is on the pod because we like to see him cry. So, we won't be answering that one. Uh, One for everybody here. Start with you, uh, Femi, and I hope you say nothing. What's everybody's Mackie D's order from Liam Greyhurst? Mackie D's. Don't look confused like you've never heard of the bloody place, boy. You know exactly what it is. Family bucket for six. I thought even that's a thing.
3: (laughs) I don't think that's a thing. That's the wrong one. (laughs) That's the wrong Uh, takeout. That's
1: the chicken one. Oh, it's a one. I was at Huntingdon KFC (laughs) last week and we saw the bloke drop the chicken on the floor, bend down with tongs, pick it up and put it back on the the thing. Dirty bastards. (laughs) What's your order then, (laughs) Ferry? Just for you. Uh six nuggets. You know, have you ever seen nuggets being made from that pink, yucky
0: paste? Oh, you know what? I I don't. You know what? The problem is, this is why I hate answering these questions because (laughs) I know something like that will come up. I I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. Anything. Six nuggets or a chicken sandwich. There you go. And And I know it's not chicken. You're going to say that when I say that. (laughs) Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) James, what's yours?
2: uh i have to i have to preface this with what time of the day is it
1: mcdonald's <laughs> is all day you should know yeah
2: that. but yeah but i'm like is this a is this a before 11 o'clock order in the morning when it's breakfast time or is this a is it the because they're too you know i mean i'm a lot slender compared to how i used to be but i'm not thin so <laughs> i'm a big i'm a big mcdonald's fan and uh, what do you have then so what if it's, it if it's gonna on be the day. dinner you know, I was I was celebrating the other day, like with with such joy that the breakfast wraps are coming back. I, I was <laughs> I was over the moon at this news. Uh, hopefully, they get bagels back as well, and we can uh, we can all rejoice again. But uh, yeah, uh, if it's the morning, then I will get the double egg McMuffin and two ash browns and a Tropicana. If it's the evening time. Depending on what the special burger is at the time, if it's one that I feel like I might want to try, I'll get a bit of that. Mainly because they've gone cheap the last few years since COVID. Uh, They've gone for the big tasty, so I'll normally get one of them with bacon, and then chips, and then six nuggets. But if not, the quarter pound of cheese... With bacon, is is the best of the bunch of the burgers. Oh, that uncooked,
1: raw, stringy bacon thing. That's yeah, but it's still it's still it's still, it's still <laughs>
2: the best of the bunch. The, since
0: he's, they got he's got an answer for everything. <laughs>
2: since, since they got rid of the chicken legend, Danny, their their chicken game is is nowhere. You know, this muck spicy or whatever it is that they've got at the moment, it cannot compete with the. You know, it was legend by name, legend by nature. They cannot
3: <laughs> oh, compete
2: with the way. chicken legend. I'm, an inf- I'm a donald's enthusiast daddy
3: so Mark
1: gordon ramsay back in your box lottie what do you go for
3: oh the uh sweet sweet chili wrap but it's got to be the crispy one not the other one
1: wow i have the triple cheeseburger no tomato sauce no mustard no roll and i just they pass it to me and i <laughs> scoff that fucker down because i'm no carbs no sugar for 17 days now and before that it'd be a cheese quarter pounder no gherkin no onion do you hear me no fucking gherkin no onion every time i tell everybody we know you don't fucking want it and check it before we drive off um yeah. are you one of, are you
2: one of those where they're like can you wait in the bay you go no i can't because that was what that was my dad's thing it was it was notorious <laughs> where they're like yeah can you just wait in bay one no then that would just create havoc it was <laughs> that was his special that was what he
0: liked to do he, he loved it he loved refusing to wait in the bays Stan, we got um, Stan saying they've got Wendy's. Yeah, Stan, we got Wendy's over here now as well, but they're only in like two or three places. Yeah, there's
3: like a massive one in Camden
0: now. Yeah, 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 Camden. They used to do the um,
3: where the Barclays Bank used to uh,
0: be. Yeah, they used to do pop-up shops in Camden for Wendy's. I used to get that um, at Mm -hmm. Emirates, but it's only on it was only on order, so they got a shop there now. Do you know what I like? Actually, funny enough. I, whenever I go to the West coast in an out burger and I'm sure we've got some American listeners online. We can probably, they're probably going to tell me it's the worst, but I don't know. It's so different, but yeah. In and out burger on the West coast. I love it.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Um, we've got, oh, we actually got a Wendy's in Huntingdon, and it is, it is fucking diabolical. Uh, it's cold. And it is rubbery and I don't like it at all. And I'm not going to have it. I don't care what anybody says. I was trying to find a little video there, but um, it seems not to have done. Why haven't you downloaded it, you absolute muppet? Download it. Do as you're told. No? Where's it See, put there?
0: Everyone's agreeing with the In and Out burger shout on, on the chat. <laughs> uh,
1: in a- yeah, Rogan's always on about the In and Out burger. Oh, I'm looking. I need to find a fucking video. I'm trying to download it here. We went to uh, McDonald's in Huntington the other day, and it was closed. And there, there, there was a rampage. And so um, this happened. Hold on. Get rid of get rid of the writing. Go back to brand. Then go this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me to fuck off and that isn't pants. <laughs> that's because uh i didn't have my legs pulled together and so i was making them. i went in there and i said come on oh, i went through this this cones and they would not serve me and uh yeah i'm suing them I, did, I only wanted some meat just some meat-based product and they wouldn't let me have it god this is quickly going off a track isn't it right another couple question uh this one is so who had the last lady's question it was uh you won it Femi.
3: No, it was James. No, it
1: wasn't. Ah, oh, James, right. Um, well, there was another one. Uh, where was it? Uh... Oh, here we go. For you, Femi. Ryan asks, out of the three trophies Arsenal's women are, cu- are going head-to-head with Emma's Hayes' Chelsea, how many do you think we can nick away from her to ruin her send-off before she goes to manage? America? Yeehaw! Um... Oh,
0: um one out of three? No, but, 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 ooh, ooh. didn't you just say that they lost their best player? So maybe two out of the three because they lost their best player, Sam Kerr, you said, right? Yeah, so maybe two out of three. We can maybe mm-hmm. take the FA Cup. The league, I think, from what I can see, we do need to improve massively in the league um, on the first half of the season. Is that a good enough answer? Y- yeah. Back yeah, that sounds about right.
3: Considering we had no pre-season, we had one week to get our shit together and then our season started after the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
1: Good. And when she's gone next season, will other teams have more of a chance on winning stuff because she's not there? Um,
3: yeah, well, it depends. Um, Chelsea women have actually asked for uh, a female coach. So Chelsea are now looking for a female coach for a replacement, which is interesting.
1: Is that from that diversity bullshit or because it's generally a good idea? It's generally
3: what the players want.
1: Fair enough. I agree so, with
3: that. Um, there's quite a few male managers in that league and they're just a load of old shit, basically.
1: Good. They're horrible. Welcome. There's one that doesn't that's,
3: understand the concept of rotation. Ah,
1: just don't get
3: it. Same eleven every yeah.
1: time. Um, played, uh, all right, well, I've got you uh lot. one from Phil. Is there no one who can play instead of Saka?
3: Oh, well, you can stick Smith-Rowe there. You can stick uh, Trossard there. Um, who else can this play there? Ruel Walters, I think. I think I think he went off to the warm such, uh, training camp. I Thought I saw a photo. Might have to go and check.
2: There's no, there, he, he wants. Probably... He wants a left footer there, so there is no yeah. other. There is
0: no other left footed.
3: Oh, what's the right he outside? doing?
0: <laughs> I mean,
3: you have he's to against.
0: Against Man City, didn't he? He played all right there. Well, that, City, that, yeah, it. that's that's yeah. the
2: that's the most mental thing in that your 50 million pound striker is a better option on right wing than your wingers that you've purchased. It's just yeah, yeah. that's just he just sums well us up. He <laughs> did, yeah, he did, yeah. He, yeah, he, played, he, did. Yeah. Quite well. he
0: gave who he, he plays left back? He gave a uh, guavio Guardio a torrid time in that game. So I don't see why he couldn't play it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you the can final put question. habits up front, like you said. In, in your earlier
1: chat and the final question I'll have this one Nikki says uh, why does everybody every club seem to wait until the last few days of the transfer window to sign or sell anyone why not get it done early well Spurs have done it early because they bought players that no one else wanted and one of them looks mm-hmm. like a male model and the other one is a failure everywhere he's been apart from uh, his original stint at Red Bull and it's like we were like James saying it's just a game of chicken whoever goes first whoever goes first is not going to get the best deal so they're all waiting at midnight at the stroke of midnight and then they're going to go in and raid and then it's going to be a trolley dash and everyone's going to end up with players they don't really want, but they're going to get rid of players they definitely didn't want. It's going to be a mess. Right. I think that's it. We're all done. Um, yeah. So, uh, Lottie, tell people where they can find you on the Twitters and your podcast and a little bit about who you do it. Well, we know you do it if Matt, but who else? <laughs> what else do you do with it?
3: Um. You can find me at Lottie underscore AWFC. Um, You can also find me on Vic Acres Wonderland. Uh, We predominantly do Arsenal women. Uh, We do two shows a week. Uh, We do try and get other uh, fans on. So if you're interested in coming on, come join us for a preview review. Come join us. Um, We've got a special coming up for our one-year birthday in in the next couple of weeks. Um, So make sure you come and check that out. We will be going live and have an interactive quiz. Um. yeah
1: Oh, there you go short and sweet James we all know where we can find you but in case there's anybody new listening to the podcast where can I find your your wonderfulness on the Twitters and just, other pods moonlighting on as well as moonlighting here
2: oh whoever will have me um, pretty much and then yeah it's just all at LL Cool James 91 um, that's where you'll find me unfortunately I saw you had some comments about me having an OnlyFans where I interfere with through. And and uh, play with myself to eighties horror movies. I do not have an OnlyFans where I do this. However, I am open to offers. I uh, you know, money at the end of the day, money is money, and um, I need to put my heating on. So, if anyone mm. would like uh, LL Cool James ninety one OnlyFans, let me know. According to my, according to my chiropodist, I have impeccable feet. So. Oh, lovely.
1: Did, did you know that person from Facebook? Cause I banned them. I,
2: I haven't got a Scooby-Doo who it is, ah, um, good. but you know, it, again, they, they seem to like me a lot more than I like them. So
1: <laughs> fair enough.
2: It's all part ben. of Barcelona game. I can't please everybody, Danny. And as I always say, people's tears hydrate me. So that's how I go.
1: Oh, don't talk to me about hydration. Jesus. It's a
2: mess. Uh, Femi, where can people
1: find you? I know you've been here for years. So they want to hear your your great takes on Arsenal goalkeepers that have
0: no longer got a future at the club, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, here. I'm always here. You know where I am. What you if follow I only me listen? on Twitter if you want. Oh, you can catch me on the ABW. You can follow me on Twitter at femster 82 talking rubbish. Can I just give you a, a quiz as we're closing? Go on, if I said, if I just said to you, blank blank, that's the player's name. It's fun to watch, but I can only assume defending is not listed on one of his key skills on LinkedIn. Who would you say that was?
3: Can I go first on that one?
0: Yeah. Go for it.
3: Alex Wanda Sinchenko? No, no,
0: no, no. No? no,
3: no. <laughs> no? Terrence okay. Trent Derby?
0: You're, you're, you're in the right ballpark, though. Not Ben White. No. Is it is an arsenal, arsenal player, Yeah. He is an Arsenal player, but he's not currently at Arsenal. They make it easier for you. Tavares? It's fun to watch. Exactly. Nuno Tavares. <laughs> Who said this? <laughs> That's Nottingham Forest fans, because I just saw him coming off the pitch just now, and I'm, I'm wondering how he played tonight. Yeah. So I, I Googled his name, and it's just, never want to see Nuno Tavares wear Nottingham Forest shirt again.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> Marseille found out the best way to play him, not left back. I mean, last season at Marseille, he was being dropped for um, oh Kalasnic, and Kalasnic <laughs> scored a goal and got man of the match. Playing in the formation they played, and he is not a left back. He is not. He's barely a left wing back.
0: There you go. No, all right, right cheers. All. <laughs> is
1: is a very sad state of affairs. When's your next show, Lottie?
3: Um, my next show is on Friday with Adam. We have got a uh, Everton fan joining us for the preview. Oh, so oh, the that's... pre-recorded pod will be out on Friday. The one from yesterday is out today. I've just popped. Pop that up this afternoon. Jolly we look back at our FA Cup round with um, Arsenal scoring six goals. Um, fortunately, only five were for us. One was for Watford.
1: Oh, dear. That's a shame. I remember yeah, the point I was going to make about scored
3: it. against us, it wasn't great.
1: She's nice.
3: brilliant either way.
1: The um, point I was going to make is uh, our Josh said that, or John, said that uh, whoever um, Everton owe the money to, they're going to take Everton's new stadium. He was saying that, when he, Femme?
0: Oh yeah. Uh what are they what called? Seven seven seven.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they keep loaning Everton money and I said, What happens if um if if they decide not to buy Everton and Josh said, What well, they can just take the new stadium
1: <laughs> And turn it into an Audi or something. <laughs> great days alright people thank you very much uh, Still, we've, we've babbled on and we've still only gone two minutes three minutes over at the time we usually do that's been very concise I've enjoyed that thank you very much to Lottie to Fermi to James thank you very much to the freeloading scumbags who are watching I would say give it a thumbs up maybe give it a comment maybe even share but I know none of you can be fucked so I know none of you are going to do it so I uh, hope you'll get worms this has been a Cat wonderland and we might see you on Friday for a very special short show with me and uh, a certain American so uh Thank you very much. Happy bum.
2: As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog! Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at it. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged,
3: microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on them and Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.